So, do you feel blessed to be up in Adam this morning and headed out into the world um, in whatever way God has called you? And if you are homebound, do you feel blessed to have the privilege and opportunity to soak in the Word of God and sit with Him in extended times of prayer? Like, what is your concept of the blessing in which you live today? Bill English, welcome back, man. Hey, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad you're um, feeling better. I know that you were a little under the weather. You missed... um, you missed Share Week, which was our opportunity to talk with folks who listen to the program on a regular basis about supporting us in ministry. So uh, we missed you last week, but I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I missed last week, too. Sorry we didn't have uh, dinner, but uh, we'll, we'll catch up at some point when you're up here. Amen. So, Amen. so let us uh, taste and see now that the Lord is good. Let's yes. talk about blessing. Yes. Um, what... By your definition, what is blessing? Well, a blessing is something that comes from God, and it makes it easier and easier to achieve more and more with the same or similar effort until we get to the place where the return on our labor far exceeds the effort that we put into the task. Just like a curse makes it more and more difficult, and we have to work harder and harder to achieve less and less until our efforts result in utter destruction, the blessing is the opposite. We work just as much, but we achieve more and more until the point where uh, the the reward or the outcome of our labor is, is much greater than the effort that was put in. So I had a conversation, I think it was just yesterday, um, with a guy named Phil Joel. And people know him from, you know, like Newsboys and Newsboys United, but he's written a book. And one of the things that he said in the context of our conversation was, like, this book just happened. Like, it was almost like, you know, God yeah. wanted this book to happen, and so it kind of just happened. And I I wish that I had had, uh, had had this conversation with you prior to that conversation with him, because I think I would have been able to put my finger on that and say, well, that's because obviously this was, you know, this is a, a blessed project of God. Like, God clearly made this happen. And that's kind of the way blessing works, right? Like it's, if I put a lot of effort into something and yet it, the effect of it is really multiplied beyond what I could have ever uh, imagined or certainly that which is uh, reasonable in terms of the effort I, I put in, what I'm looking at there is real blessing. Yes, exactly. And, and, and when you when you know you're operating under the blessing of God, there's such a joy in your work because you know that it's going to result in way more than what you had originally anticipated it to result in. Okay. Now, let's just stop right there. You used the term joy and the term work in the same sentence. Well, yeah. So work is a gift from God, right? Well, I experience work as a gift of God, but I'm not sure that everyone experiences their work as as a gift talk about um work as a part of god's design for human life and talk about um the blessing related to work oh my heavens work is a good thing work is something that god gives us to give us dignity to give us purpose to help us develop the natural talents and abilities uh, that he has given to us i believe that there will be work in heaven uh, but it will be highly productive work and very enjoyable work. Part of the curse now, you know, when God cursed the ground, it would be painful toil and all that back in Genesis. I think part of that curse now today is experienced in the sense of I work so hard at a job I may not really like all that much. And and, and yet i got to keep going because that's how I provide for my family. Uh, that kind of, that kind of 
working out of the work is really part of the curse. Uh, when you live under God's blessing, your work is enjoyable, and it is something that you get excited about to get up every morning and go to do, and you, you just have fun at it. And uh, to me, that is the gift, one of the gifts that God gives us on this earth. So I, uh, I appreciate that um, you've done a thorough study of the scripture on, um, on blessing. So blessing in the Bible. And right at the, you know, right at the outset, um, we might say that the first blessing in the Bible, uh, and we might be tempted to say that the first blessing of the Bible is the gift of the Sabbath because we get to rest, <laughs> right? But you actually identify uh, the gift of work prior to the giving of the gift of the Sabbath. Talk, talk about that. Uh, well, in Proverbs 10.22, uh, it says, The blessings of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. So there is a sense in which when you're operating under the blessing of God, uh, you will uh, be able to work and it will bring you wealth, uh, but you won't have that painful toil part of it. It's, it's just what, what, what we just talked about. Um, now, the there's a fine line here, Carmen. Uh, and I and I and I want to draw the I want to draw the distinction here. The purpose of the blessing isn't to make us rich, okay? The purpose of the blessing is to make us effective in the kingdom of God, towards that which God has called us to do, okay? Now some of us uh, may be called to produce wealth, but then that wealth gets given away to other people. Some of us may never be called to produce a lot of wealth but we'll still be very effective in our call before God. So don't don't take what I'm saying here today uh, throughout the morning as, oh, gee, Bill's this prosperity guy. You just live under the blessings of God and you're going to get rich. Not necessarily. But what you will have is joy and you won't have painful toil when you're living under God's blessings. The most joyful um, person I have ever known in my entire life um, was my grandmother, Robina, and um, Robina never experienced um, anything in her life but what you and I would consider poverty in terms of uh, physical, you know, financial means. And, uh, and yet, man, radiant with joy, clearly living under the blessing of God. Yeah. Um, every, uh, you know, every – my mom testifies to the fact that, you know, every time they moved a lot and my, my – my grandfather was uh, not an educated person and not skilled in human relationships. He was uh, essentially a sharecropper. And so um, they moved a lot. And every time they would move um, into these, you know, tiny little horrible houses on other people's land to, uh, you know, to cultivate whatever was available during that season, Mom, my grandmother would not let them move in until uh, they had thoroughly cleaned it, pillar to post, and she had painted rugs on the floor. They didn't have rugs, but she had she would paint these hand painted rugs on the floor. Really? Um, and that there and that they were going to leave these homes as these dignified places where then the next family who would be arriving in the next season, um, you know, would would have the the privilege of living, um, you know, in a place where they were going to absolutely cultivate a spirit of of blessing and joy. She was a singing woman, and she actually knew what her labor in heaven was going to be. She talked about in advance um, of her death, which was very painful. Um, but she talked about, you know, she would tell us, you know, don't don't worry, don't don't grieve. I know, you know, I know where I'm going. I know what I'm going to be doing. She she built. She absolutely knew that she was going to spend eternity rocking baby angels. Really? And so I get to have that conversation really? now with women who, you know, lose a baby or 
women who've had an abortion, and I say, you know what? I know who's holding your child right now because oh. it's my grandma because that's her labor in heaven. She knew that was how she was going to spend eternity, and that it would be work, that it's labor, but it's um, but it's joyful, joyful work. Um, hey, Bill, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I would love to wander around with you um, in the blessings that you have chronicled from the scriptures um, so that we can really talk about what it looks like to live under the blessing of God in this life. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm talking with Bill English. We'll be right back. Continuing my conversation with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. We are talking about blessing, talking about living under the blessing of God, and we're talking about laboring um, in the midst of the blessing of God. So, Bill, is there one passage of Scripture that, that kind of frames this conversation for you about blessing? Uh, no, it's actually two, and, and they both deal with curses. It's the curses in Genesis 3, and then it's the one in Revelation 21 where it says, now the time for curses has come to an end. So to my way of thinking, uh, we live in a dispensation of curses, but the blessings, when not only we live in a dispensation of blessings, but they will continue on uh, throughout uh, eternity as long as we are with God. So, But, but if you want to have the one... The one area, it would be Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, where Moses talks about if you fully obey the Lord your God, carefully follow all of his commands I give you today, uh, the Lord God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings will come upon you. And you can read through the blessings in Deuteronomy 28. To me, that's kind of the foundational part of, of looking at blessings throughout this uh, throughout the Scripture. And notice the phrase, if you carefully follow all of his commands. That has been convicting for me this week. I've been, as, as you know, I, this is a, something I've been writing for my book that I'm, I'm trying to put out for Christian business owners. And um, I had to mull over carefully follow. Do I carefully follow the commands of God? Do I take care and time to carefully follow the commands of God? And I have to say, a lot of times I'm rather cavalier about following the commands of God. I'm good at it because, you know, I've, I've grown up a Christian. I, I can kind of do the Christian thing. I can kind of look good on the outside. But am I really careful to follow all of his commands? I, I To me, that has been convicting this week. Bill, I actually want to read these uh, first 14 verses of Deuteronomy 28 so that people, um, you know, they can... They can walk in this word today. Okay. So this is from Deuteronomy 28, the first 14 verses. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the, and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trowel will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you, you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you an oath, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him. 
Then all the people on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground, in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouses of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend uh, to many nations, but you will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail, if you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them. You will always be at the top and never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you today, to the right or to the left, following other gods or serving them. Hmm. I mean, indeed, this is the word of the Lord, and um, it, it is clear the the repetition in this passage is about full obedience, obeying the Lord, carefully following all of his commands. Um, that's, that, is, uh, that is actually the refrain. There is this list of blessings, certainly, but the refrain is, is to those who follow him. Talk, talk about what you discovered as you studied the scriptures in relationship to blessing. How many of them are, are secured for those who, quote, follow the Lord? Almost all of them. Mm. Almost all of them are, are, are secured that way. And we, by our actions and our choices, can choose to live under the blessings of God or we can choose to live under his curses. Now, I know that there's a theological issue there with Christians living under curses. We're not going to talk about that today. But from the blessing side, we can choose to live under the blessings of God simply by what we do and or what we say. And to me, that is that is such a wonderful thing. If I choose to follow God, if I choose to obey his commands, then I know that I will be living under his blessings. What a wonderful thing. You can't buy that, right? You can't go to the blessing store and buy that. It's something that you do, and it's something that God gives in response. So um, what surprised you most? as you made a study of blessing in the scriptures? Uh, What surprised me most was how many ways we can uh, incur God's blessings and how many of them there are. So this is a chapter uh, that I'm writing for my book. It's about freedom from the bondage of sin. And so I spent time going over the curses. What can we do to put ourselves under curses? And what I found was that the number of curses is about half the number of blessings that are mentioned in the Bible. Now, now, the ones that I took in these charts were, uh, if you do this, you will be under this curse, or if you do this, you'll be under God's blessing. Okay, you know, blessed is he who does this, right? And so the number of blessings is about twice as many as the number of curses. And I was surprised by that. I didn't realize that, that God, throughout the Bible, gives us uh, just... I, I, almost a hundred different blessings simply by us obeying him and doing certain things. Certain things like uh, being a faithful person, waiting patiently on the Lord, maintaining justice and doing what is right, uh, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, being a peacemaker, um, hearing the word of God and obeying it, um, you know, persevering under trial. Those kinds of things bring God's blessings. I just love it. So, Bill, um, we look forward to what's what's the do you have a working title? Should we can we pray in the direction of the book? Yeah, yeah, you can. It's going to be a two to three year project. I'm on chapter three <laughs> of 25 chapters. Now, this will be the 16th book I've written. Um, but uh, the working title is basically 
uh, what the Bible has to say about running a business. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to just pray in the direction of that as you continue to work on that. And we love talking with you. So thanks for being uh, here with us again this morning to help us understand how to live under God's blessing and uh, and follow Jesus. I mean, right? We're gonna we're gonna be following Jesus, and we're going to be um, intentionally being very very careful. Uh, about the way in which we follow all of God's commands. Thank you so much, Bill. You bet. Have a good day. You too.